Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. My name is Leah M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and your moderator for this morning. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2021. The sheer ID numbers for Friday, January 29th are the following. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study, 16,293. That's 16293. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study, 16,296. That's 16296. This morning, A Vision for You presents This New Day. The 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to compulsively overeat and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. Is abstinence all that we are to expect of a spiritual awakening? No. Abstinence is only a bare beginning. It is only the first gift of the first awakening. If more gifts are to be received, our awakening has to go on. As it does go on, we find that bit by bit we can discard the old life, the one that did not work, for a new life that can and does work under any conditions whatsoever. The 12 steps, as outlined in the big book, represent a process of spiritual awakening, an inward rearrangement that actually transforms us into different people. We have a profound alteration in our whole attitude toward life, toward ourselves, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. We are changed in the way we think. We are changed in the way we feel. We are changed in the way we behave as a result of this transformation. The big book speaks of a transformation stemming from an awareness, a relationship, and access to a source of strength, a power which before we had denied ourselves. Our spiritual awakening allows us to receive strength, inspiration, and direction from our higher power. Each day, each day is a new invitation when we ask God to direct our thinking. The continued application of the steps and their spiritual disciplines enables us to develop a direction and a connection to the power which is greater than we are. We are now trying to live according to the dictates of God for this new day. Joining us today to elaborate on this topic and to share his experience, strength, and hope is Adam D., a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. Adam is 
dedicated to the application of these 12 steps, and of course that includes carrying the message of recovery to those who still suffer. And it's with great appreciation and a delight to welcome Adam D. to the line this morning. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Leah, and good morning, everyone. Uh, Can you hear me? I hear you well. Thanks. I always like to get that sound check out of the way. Um, Let that good breath uh, opening occur. Um, I'm so grateful to be here today uh, on this this call. Uh, This new day, uh, uh, Leah uh, sent me a message asking me to, if I'd be willing to share uh, and I and I and I thought, oh my goodness, uh, the end of January, and she called me or she texted me. Uh, I believe it was in the in the uh, early days of January, and for me spiritually, uh, so many things were happening uh, for me. Um, I was I I am in I I I have been transitioning. Uh, through uh, quite a quite a good uh, period in my in my life in my walk, and and then I get this request, this inquiry as to whether or not I can share my experience today. And I and I uh, first thought hell no, uh, but then I thought you know what we what we're told to say yes, uh, of course yes, um, and and I felt that the timing was perfect. Uh, I had read the big book uh, for the first time 21 years ago, and uh, the, the biggest part of the big book when I read it the very first time uh, was the story where Bill was uh, visiting with his friend Abby at the kitchen table, and Abby came to share with Bill his experience he had with the Oxford groups and how he had been uh, transformed uh, himself, uh, and, and uh, Bill was listening with, uh, with, with the real attention. Um, Bill was willing to, to hear what Abby had to say, apparently. Bill was, Bill was prepared to, to uh, begin this, this amazing path. And Abby said to Bill, why don't you choose your own conception of God? Um, <clears throat> And that that idea, that simple suggestion, the very first time I read the book, uh, I I just cried. You know, I just that was such a that was such a profound yet simple idea for me at, at that time in my life. I was 35 years old, uh, and and I and I was really um, struggling in life. Uh, and I and I look back now and I realize I I was coming to find. God, I was I was coming to to uh, live a spiritual life, to to grow uh, and, and walk a spiritual life, you know? and uh, that's what I continued to, to do each day, uh, one day at a time, uh, setting aside what I think I know, you know about about this life, uh, about you, about God, um, everything. Just to set it aside. Uh, and open myself for for God's vision. You know what's that going to look like? Um, big, big stuff. Uh, 
the, the, the part uh, 10, 11, 12 on Bill's story, pages 10, 11, 12, where he, he really goes into the telling of what Ebby's visit triggered in him, that he was reviewing his childhood experiences, his, his beliefs, the things he saw, uh, the decisions he made about God as a young person, the, the, the decisions he made then and there about the world, about God's love, God's power, God's sway, judgment. Uh, you know, Bill really went into that. And with writing, recent writing, just in the past few months, uh, sponsored, guided, telling me, uh, you know, here's where we're going to go. You know, I had I had drifted away from that that prayer meditation, uh, the, the the actions, and and I I got I got busy, um, and I went into this in the in the writing and the meditation, reviewing my early conceptions of God. Um, you know, because because what I was was doing, I I recognized through some a lot of mental obsession, uh, in all in all areas of of. Um, in the triggering areas of my life. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm going to try to be careful and not talk about outside issues, but uh, I can mention uh, simply uh, there was some hysteria. I, I say mental obsession. I was, I was, there was some hysteria uh, in me, uh, in my thoughts, in my, in my, the energy. I was a little hysterical about politics, uh, about pandemic. Uh, getting getting obsessively involved in in uh, needing to know more, needing to see more, uh, binging, if you will, on on media. Um, not spiritually fit in in this area. Uh, not able to be of maximum use here. Um, so anyway, this work, you know, looking inward here, you know, pen and paper in hand, getting quiet, talking to him. Uh, checking in with him periodically with what was coming up, um, getting getting some feedback uh, and other deeper insights um, of, of truly what I did believe. Um, what, you know, what are the core beliefs uh, around these these experiences? Um, and and it kind of boils down to again my agnosticism. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, and what, what's really going on here is my agnosticism. What do I believe about God? Well, I'm, frankly, I'm afraid of God. Uh, I go all the way back to that kid stuff. That's that's the that's the that's the conclusion. I I just it's so it was so simple right there. Uh, you know, I had, I had taken my eyes off in these areas uh, when I'm when I'm getting into the uh, into my phone. Yeah, uh, watching YouTube videos on on on, on news content again obsessively compulsively. Um, there's no God in that for me. You know, I'm just it's just uh, it's difficult to talk about. It's kind of shame shame producing, but it's just like that. Uh, it's just like that. So uh, the idea of being hysterical. Um, Again, that's that's kind of humbling to talk about, uh, you know, about about something. Uh, I, I have to return to the fundamentals here, um, and 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 start putting into some practices that that allow me to live a, a more sane life here. Um, but getting getting back to 
my vision of God here. Um, it's, it's, it, all of this is easier said than done. Um, so this new day, uh, what am I doing to uh, be different uh, in this? I, I just continue this writing work um, and trying to discard the old life uh, one day at a time. Um, so I'll, I'll try to I'll try to articulate this as clearly as possible. Um, my sponsor years ago had said to me he repeated he, he repeated this periodically in a meeting this theologian theologian's uh, description of God, um, and, and he would say that uh, he was taught part of his catechism as a child that God was omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, loving, just, merciful. And, and I would hear him say that and just kind of nod my head, and, and, and it sounded kind of like church talk to me. And I, but I kind of understood it, kind of understood it. Uh, but did I believe it? You know, that's, that's kind of, I looked at the language he was using here back then. I didn't really, really go too deeply on it, but I, I revisited this idea, uh, uh, the, the, the idea of God's omniscience. Uh, he knows everything. Uh, can can I believe that? Um, you know, the, again, going back to what do I believe? You know, going through this this simple exercise, uh, what do I believe? Uh, with an open mind, constructively using my imagination, is God omnipotent? You know, is God all powerful? Uh, is God everywhere, omnipresent? Uh, and I have to work at at, at that. Uh, it's just like that. It's, I just have to open my mind to that. I have to open my heart to those ideas when I'm caught up in in these worldly matters, uh, discerning what am I to contribute? What what of this is manageable by me? Uh, you know, God. You know, I, I'm I'm seeking your intuition here. Uh, restore me to sanity. It, and and the idea is that God is loving. Well, when I'm when I'm in fear, and I'm looking at the things that are happening in the world, uh, and do I believe God is loving? And the answer may easily, quickly be no. no I don't see God's love here. Uh, is is God just? You know, is there, is there justice here? And again, no, I don't believe that. I'm I'm blocked. You know, again, I'm I'm I don't have I don't trust. Again, it's difficult to admit this. Is God merciful? No, I don't see God's mercy in in any of this. It just looks like suffering. Um, You know, and and this is all stuff out of my childhood. It's It's all stuff I would get tangled up in childhood, and it was all right there. Uh, And and I'm blocked. I can't. I can't see anything but that. Um. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's again it's it's really humbling to admit that uh so i'll i'll try to bring up some examples here where i where i where i where i see things differently um, uh, regarding the, the my my the different areas that i walk in life as a as a family man uh as as a as a as a worker you know someone who who lives in in this society um, uh, dealing with either politics or a pandemic without 
directly speaking about those things, some of them. So I'll talk about uh, my role as a father. Uh, We've done this before. But during this past year, uh, my son uh, had had joined a church. And so during this past year, um, my son joined a religious body that I kind of look at as a cult. I judge that, that he's kind of in a a culty organization. and I've, and I've done work around this. I, you know, am I right? No, I don't know if I'm right. I, I don't know if that's true. You know, do I really know anything about, about his organization? No, I don't. Um, but, but again, my, my fear uh, lenses tell me, you know, this is bad. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going down the wrong road. Um, he's also politically moving on the opposite side of, of me. You know, he voted for the other the other side. You know, what what's my initial reaction to that? Oh, I'm going to have to disown him. You know, he's not going to be welcome in my home. You know, how could this be happening? You know, these are all these are, these are just such. Uh, I have to admit, this is this is hysterical thinking. But when I'm in it, this, that's the kind of stuff that compulsively comes out. Oh, he can't. I don't want him to visit. I don't want him to visit. I miss him. I haven't seen him in over a year. I've never not seen him for a year. I don't want him to come. That's that's hysterical. You know, my ability to think clearly is just it's just gone here. Uh, you know, I'm, I've got no sense of of how to uh, love my son here on my own. Um, all, all I come up with is this stuff. How would God have me be uh, with with this situation, with this experience? How would God have me be? You know, what would it look like for me to just love Him unconditionally? He's He's seeking spiritually. What's wrong with that? You know, can I can I make room in my heart to trust God that God's going to take my son where where He needs to be and go, and and what song He needs to sing, what prayer He needs to pray. You know, how can I love him unconditionally in this regard? And when I when I slow it down a little bit, I, I, the, the answer is clear to me. You know, I I can. You know, I can. Uh, you know, yes, I can do this, and I have to be careful. You know, how, how can I love him unconditionally? Well, I'm going to have to practice some tolerance, obviously. You know, bring in some understanding. Try to understand. Try to listen to him more clearly. Be, try to be patient. Be open-minded. Try to avoid telling them what he should believe. And, and of course, perhaps just simply keep it short. You know, have a plan when I'm going to talk to him. He's, he lives in another city. Keep it short. Am I spiritually fit? You know, do I trust God that God's going to take care of my son? Um, and today the answer is yes. Of course I do. You know, I, I I could I could go on for a long time and talk about my son and and, and so many of the problems he doesn't have. <laughs> so many of the challenges he doesn't have. You know, God's taken doing a great job with my son. Um, but again, that 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 mental twist when I'm when I'm in, interpreting the world uh, through my um, Childhood belief lenses, uh, you know, not getting, not getting my way. Um, 
you know, none of it makes sense. I just, I just get angry. I get hysterical. Um, the, the idea of uh, a big public health crisis, you know, the pandemic. Uh, again, another, another thing that I can, that I can uh, be sidelined by spiritually. You know, it's highly contagious. There's lots of hardship for people. There's a, there's there's a lot of suffering going on. Gloom and doom. The sky is falling. Uh, what's going to happen? You know, my obsession with what's going to happen. I need to know what's going to happen. You know, the sky is falling. Everyone's going to die. You know, I'm running down the hallway. Figuratively speaking, I'm running down the hallway, and my hands are waving around because I'm just freaking out. You know. You know, is there peace in that? Am I off the rails that much in this? I'm being a little dramatic here, but 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 this is where I can go. You know, my propensity for this dark narrative. You know, it's, it's habitual. You know, there's this gloom and doom. I'm ready to pull out right away. It's no different than the, than the direction I'm going to go with my son. My propensity towards this negative narrative. Why? Because God's bad. God's I'm God's scary. You know, that childhood stuff is in there. You know, God's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, and you're going to get it. You know, wait a minute. Loving, just, merciful. You know, with, 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 if I can set aside what I think I know, how, how would God have me be here? And that's, and that's, again, that's a difficult, difficult question when we're afraid. Clearly, one day at a time. I'll have to have a, a simple plan here. You know, it's really, really, really not an easy thing, but it's, but it's very simple. Um, I have a lot of difficulty uh, with this agnosticism. You know, I like I like the I like the non-believer. You know, I I like to pull out my agnostic. Uh, I like I like to I like to share about that stuff. Um, I like to exercise it from me. You know, that's after you know. Hey, I read the big book 21 years ago. I should be done. No, apparently not. Uh, you know what I what I want to align my my will with. Uh, this new construct of God um, is, is a prayer that that my sponsor helps me with, um, and it's and it's very simple. You know, again, I I want to constructively use my imagination each day, every single day, every new day that I get up, uh, you know, and, and, and think of these things. And the prayer goes something like this. Beneath the material world lies an all-powerful creative intelligence that is purposeful, meaningful, benevolent. And, and again, a reminder, this is my construct of God. I'm, I've, I've got to set aside what I think I know. This God loves me, lovingly protects me, and lovingly guides me with intuitive thoughts that through the surrender of my self-will or my defenses, or my self-reliance, I receive the power to carry out you know, that transformation that, that Leah mentioned 
can occur. They receive the power to carry out this God's vision, this other idea, you know, this this unsuspected inner resource maybe maybe will will become illuminated. What is, what's that intuitive thought? <sighs> okay, I'm, I can relax. Maybe I just need to turn this off and get up and walk away. You know, maybe I don't need to make this phone call now. You know, maybe I need to 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 pick myself up here and, and make my bed. You know, whatever it is, beneath the material world lies an all-powerful creative intelligence that's in its purposeful, meaningful, and benevolent, not purposeless, meaningless, and malevolent, Adam. It's not purposeless. It's not meaningful or malevolent. It's not BS. It's not all a bunch of BS. And that's what my hysteria voice says. That's the language my my self-will uh, ego voice says. This is BS, and I don't want any part of it. This is just like when just, this is the this is what I believed it to be when I was a kid. In the writing and and the meditation and kind of exercising some of this basic stuff out yet again, can I take responsibility for these decisions I made as a kid? I I can see them. You know, again, the awareness is there. Can I simply take responsibility for this and see what it's doing for me? Not much good. <laughs> Can I take responsibility for what it's doing to me and and invite in a new this new construct? I I, I really want to do that. You know, again, I, I I repeat these things over and over again. It's the constructive use of my imagination. An idea with step six here. I'm willing to accept this prayer. I'm willing to accept the ideas in this prayer to set aside my my disdain for the scary God, my fear of God. God, I want to set that aside. I'm willing to set aside my fear of you. And the, and the idea with step seven, help me to know this prayer. Help me to know it, breathe it, to intuitively see it. You know, help me. You know, big stuff. Big stuff for me. Very big stuff. Um, my, agnost- my agnosticism uh, can can uh, uh, flourish uh, for periods. It, it, it seems to come and go. Uh, in the spiritual work, obviously, we we all know this. If we've been around for a while, the daily work will will help us continue doing the daily work. You know, we can we can walk for for significant periods of time with, with lots of grace and equanimity and and uh, no drama. Uh, it does work. It absolutely does work. You know, discarding the old life is a real thing. We can discard the old life. You know, this new this new uh, life, this new way of living, the new design for living, it can and does work in any situation, even during a pandemic or or. Uh, highly divisive political environment, we can be fine. We can be fine. Um, 
in one of our other books, I think the AA 12 and 12, it talks about uh, uh, conditions on a on a, a beachhead in Salerno, you know, during World War II. Maybe maybe it was somewhere in the big book. I'm I'm maybe confused. That's okay. Uh, but in in any situation, this can work. You know, the God the God who lovingly guides me with intuitive thoughts, and only through the surrender of my defenses. You know. After we've done, after I've done a, a, an extensive inventory, I know of lots of what my defenses are. You know, how am I showing up? What am I up to spiritually? You know, I've, I've heard other speakers going back years where they they've been around for a long, long time, and it's just like that. What am I up to? What what kind of trouble am I getting into? And it's not in a negative, self-deprecating way. What I'm a bad person, but it's what, you know, I'm a human. I'm a child of God. What am I up to? How am I trying to wrest satisfaction from the day? Oh, <laughs> that's kind of messy there, Adams. Look, you might want to, you might want to look inward, you know, go back into that appendix two spirit on spiritual awakening uh, and stuff. You know, what are you up to? You know, Another idea that, that recently I've, I've come to uh, appreciate is to not uh, put limitations on God. You know, nothing is wasted here. You know, nothing is wasted. And, and another idea that a God of infinite humility. You know, that that, that loves me unconditionally. You know, who is who is perhaps nowhere and everywhere. What? What? And again, these things make better sense for me now after a, after a lot of time doing this absolutely imperfectly. And these things make better sense to me now. You know, you know nothing is wasted here. Mm. Mm. I can receive the power to carry these things, these, these intuitive thoughts out, one day at a time. So the core belief about that I that I've really been getting more aware of, I'm afraid of God. I'm afraid of God. You know, I'm afraid of God. Not in all areas, but in, in, in you know, again, when I'm reacting in some hysteria, I don't. I'm not trusting God. There's no God in it. You know, I'm starting to be suspicious that oh, there's that God again. You know, there's some BS. Oh boy, and that's 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 no good for me. You know, I, I'll suffer through that. And again, it's that's God stuff. So be it. Want to avoid hysteria. Uh, The fundamentals of of what we do each day, uh, meal planning, uh, meetings, writing, telephone, literature, studying the big book. Uh, You know, my, my goal there to continue seeking spiritually, growing spiritually. Um, 
I can get caught up in in uh, in the in the food plan when I'm not spiritually fit. I can get caught up in in these fundamentals and be become something of a fundamentalist. Um, and then and then and then God kind of leaves that building and in comes shame. That's all, Adam. Um, Again, I I don't know if I'm articulating my point well there. Uh, how self reliance comes in there with me being a fundamentalist um, about elements of recovery. Um, you know, this the, the idea of God given abstinence. Uh, you know, God given emotional emotional sobriety. Uh, you know, it's not that I'm just managing really well. I'm getting really good at this recovery business. I'm all better. You know, I've got to keep doing this, this, these things I'm doing. You know, and the, the relationship with God is changing me. It's, it's continuing to transform me and strengthen me spiritually. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll take it. And I will take it. And I think that might be all I have. I, I, I think I will. I'm looking over my notes. It's been it's been a difficult thing for again. It's been difficult for me to articulate this spiritual hairball, if you will. Um, I, I, I'll I'll tell with you one thing that I've that I've been doing in addition to the the basics, returning to the fundamentals. Um, uh, in lieu of Staring into my cell phone, looking at looking at uh, either social media or or YouTube or uh, news stuff. Um, I'm, I'm I'm kind of digging into some history, uh, some some uh, natural sciences uh, studying of my area, uh, and it's and it's and it's been it's it's really wonderful. It's a wonderful it's a wonderful path. Uh, it's really helping me a lot. Um, Yeah, I, I think that's all I have. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go into any kind of rambling phase here with this. With this. With this uh, difficult idea I've tried to share about. I'm very interested in your in your questions uh, to provoke more understanding and, and, and learning. In uh, very grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for this beautiful presentation, sharing your experience, strength, and hope with all of us. Thank you for your honesty and vulnerability. The share ID for this morning, 16,305. That's 16305. Adam's contact information will be given at the conclusion of this recording, so stay tuned for that. We will now transition to a question and answer segment. You can pose a question by pressing star 1 to unmute. I need your name, including the first letter of your last name, please. Mary Lee Radker in Eugene, Oregon. Mary Lee. Chevy K. L. Chevy K. Who's L? Somebody with the last initial L. All right. Anyone else? Karen G. Karen. Who was after Karen? Veronica B. Veronica. Okay. 
Okay, we'll get started with this group, beginning with Mary Lee R. Good morning, Leah. Thank you for your service. And Adam, thank you for your honesty and vulnerability. I have two questions. One is what your morning and evenings are like um, concerning the program. And the other question is um, how you sponsor. Pick your, you can take your pick. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, the morning uh, is is uh, 10 and 10. I do a really simple 10-minute meditation and a 10-minute writing session. Uh, in the evening, I'm not currently doing any sit-down writing, uh, daily review kind of thing. Um, I'm it's throughout the day. Uh, in the evening, it's 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 con- I want to say it's constant, but it's probably it's, it's I don't that's a kind of an absolute word, but it's a lot of throughout the day. Um, the, uh, review continuous review, um, but but again the 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 morning ritual would be the uh, ten minute phone uh, timer. I just use my phone to it's timer on ten minutes and then ten minutes of writing. Um, the sponsorship, how I sponsor uh, right now, I don't have a, 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 a prospect in the in the in the room. Uh, I I uh, that experience has waned. Um, uh, since I I moved, uh, that's a, I really love the question because it brings more out. I moved here a little over a year ago. Uh, I'm the guy that was a truck driver, an over-the-road truck driver in OA, being a clerk in the warehouse, driving around the country in a big 18-wheeler and, and carrying all my food in a box and a cooler. And it was just this incredible, uh, it, it, wonderful adventure and, and recovery experience. Um, and I did a lot of sponsorship over the phone. Uh, I was doing a lot of sponsorship before I got on the road. And uh, so about a five-year period of a, of a lot of sponsorship, and I moved. Um, I got out of that over-the-road truck. I, I moved. I, I came home. Um, uh, first few months of no pandemic, the pandemic occurred, and, and, and uh, it just seems like everything's changed, and that, and that sponsorship part of the package is, is also included in that. Um, my routine with, with being in fellowship uh, as an over-the-road truck driver was just a, an immersion uh, of phone work. Uh, and, and computer work, uh, being in the truck. Uh, and again, when I moved, that change in my life, uh, being a man, a man, a husband, a, a home guy, uh, a worker with a, a you know, 7 to 3.30 every day daily job, everything's changed. Um, so a long-winded answer to the question about sponsorship, everything's changed. And with that, the, uh, the that service has, has kind of, gone um, periodically I'll, I'll start with someone um, it, as we so often do um, and, and that's just how, how it's been lately you've, you've, you've provoked a, a, an interesting thought on my part has there been a reason uh, that, that sponsees are not uh, appearing uh, I, I understand the answer to that uh, there can be several answers to that um, and perhaps I'm not I don't have a message. Maybe I'm. Maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm growing in other areas. Um, 
that it's that it's not quite the season for that right now. Um, I, and I'm not looking too deeply into that, but I understand there's, there's it's just provoking some thoughts. Um, and with the, thanks, Mary. Yes, thank you, Mary Lee. Chevy K, your turn. Hi, good morning. Thank you, everyone, for your service, and thank you, Adam, for your beautiful um, podcast. Um, I just had a question. Um, you shared a little bit about your son and how you've had to um, become more tolerant toward him um, and the choices that he's making. And I'm wondering if you could just um, expand on that a little bit on how you've developed tolerance, um, your, your recovery um, process around developing more tolerance um, with your son because I know that you know, in my work, it's one thing to say that I need to be more tolerant, but it's another thing to actually develop that that tolerance and really implement it. So, yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, thank you, Lee. Um, that I'm I'm so grateful. Uh, with another person in recovery that had more experience than I did in this matter. Um, you know, loving unconditionally. How do we practice that in any of our relationships, um, you know, one at a time? You know, all the relationships are different. So in a, a parent-child relationship, um, for me, I look back at, at my own experience uh, as, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a, a kid in a church. I'm a kid in a church pew. Uh, here's God. Uh, here's your, here's your, uh, here are the rituals we do, the, the things we do here. Uh, and I hated it. Uh, I just hated it as a kid. Um, so I, again, back to that idea I talked about earlier, I reviewed my own experiences and I had to admit that I still showed up with, uh, uh, my, the prejudices I have current, current tense, uh, that I have. Uh, had, um, have and had, uh, that I, uh, that I may assign him, I, it, it might not be appropriate. I don't need to, I don't need to make these judgments, uh, that his experiences, uh, are going to be just like mine, that, that he's, or that they're bad. You know, I'm, again, I, I, I misspoke there, not that they're the same, but that there's going to be something wrong with his spiritual path. I've learned in recovery. I've witnessed you all. I've witnessed people from my very first meeting changed by God, changed, reorganized their lives spiritually. I've seen it work. And the big book says in a few ways, in a, in a, in a, in a couple of different ways, it, it, the, the language in the introduction, the forward, the forwards and the introductions, uh, so humble. It, you know, it, it talks about uh, uh, you know, roomy and all-inclusive. Um, perhaps this is this is not the only way. You know, this this book uh, may not may not have a great impact on the percentage as a whole. You know, it's very humble in admitting this tool we use, the book we use to grow spiritually, may not be the only one. Again, that helps me tolerate the, that my son's suggested path. 
that the, the path he's, he's, it's, that the universe is suggesting he follow may not necessarily be the wrong one. You know, how, how can I, who am I to say that he's, he's wrong? What's my fear if I, if I say he's doing the wrong thing? If I, I can't tolerate that. I can't tolerate that. Oh, my, they, they use rattlesnakes and whatever, and there's it's just the drums and the, all this hoopla. Oh, my gosh. And I'm being facetious, and I hope I'm not offending anyone. Um, uh, you know, who am I to say any of this is wrong? You know, it's really, it, and it's not easy, but it's that simple. You know, he's, and also the age. The age, is this age appropriate for someone who's 21, 22, 23, 24? I think it is. I think it is. What was my experience? What did I get into? You know, how did I show up? I went to to various uh, churches as a child. I wonder what my father and mother thought of that when I went to a, uh, into a Lutheran house of worship instead of Catholic or that I went to a Methodist church to see what was going on, or I went into a synagogue. I wonder if my parents were really just crying themselves to sleep at night. You know? <laughs> or did they, did, maybe did they, how did they tolerate that? Did they trust God? Uh, hard, hard, hard questions, but that's, that's, I just kind of have to work through it in that way. Uh, and, and hope, hope that it works out. You know, again, he's under the same, I, I like to think my son operates in the same kind of dimension I do, meaningful, purposeful, benevolent. It, it's going to be fine. And again, God, the, the universe, source, the creator may use us or our children in all kinds of ways and, and you know, does that mean they're going to be happily ever after? You know, that's not God's stuff. That's Disney. You know, that's the once upon a time book author's stuff. Happily ever after. You know, I, I want to see that maybe a path my son is going to go down. I'm going to choose to look at it as simply meaningful, purposeful, benevolent, and ask for help setting aside my 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 discord, my disapproval, my judgment, my condemnation. I want to be free of that. Thanks. Thank you, Chevy K. Dara L. Star One to unmute. Uh, yes, thank you so much, and thank you, Adam, for um, your transparency and your vulnerability. I guess um, the question that I have is: you mentioned about that, you know that feeling, like sort of the, the feeling that preceded you turning to God, and, um, and, and that continually comes up, and that's a feeling I've had a lot during the last year. And I'm just curious, do, when that feeling comes up, do you have thoughts of food? Like how do you, when you're in that place, um, have the sanity to turn to God as opposed to other things? Like what are some touchstones that you use, if that makes sense? Well, sometimes I don't. You know, sometimes I stamp my foot or yell or throw something. You know, uh, uh, what do I do? Uh, I, I guess I, 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 I'm, I'm lucky. I've been lucky. 
uh, I've been very lucky. I, you know, again, so many of us are, are simply very fortunate to be here. That's a fact. We're so fortunate to be in a meeting, to be trying, to be trying to grow. You know, what do I do? I, I fail sometimes. I fall short of the chosen ideal. And, if, and when God's ready, when it's in, you know, in, the, in my higher power sign, the universe is going to pick me up and I'll start doing. I'll pick up the phone. I'll get away from the table. I'll, I'll get out the pen and paper. I'll, I'll leave. I'll go, I'll, you know, again, I'll get into action. I'll move. I'll get moving and stop it. Um, you know, I've been convinced. I then again, I just think years or decades of experience uh, with insanity. You know, doing the same thing over, expecting different results helps. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have to keep, you know, driving that peg in that hole, the, the insane peg, uh, for decades. But you know, sometimes we just we just keep trying, and and again, that's, God grows us in in these ways. Um, and I hope I hope that answers. Thanks. Thank you, Tara L. Karen G., your turn. Hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Leah, for your service, and thank you, Adam. Um, I really related to the spiritual hairball that you said at the end <clears throat> and um, the hysteria. And, you know, just, just the, you know, uh, and my question is really just when when there's something that's, that's blocking and, you know, kind of returning to agnosticism repeatedly, you know, and then getting up and taking action, working the program, finding that it's, you know, it's helping. Can you talk a little bit about just, you know, how to be really patient with how long it takes, you know, asking God to show me and, and, um, you know, just, but it just continues to come up. And I, and I, I feel like it's part of that, Compulsion, you know that it that, that habitual um, thought pattern really is is what just continuously comes up for me around. It just happens to be you know work related, but it could be anything, you know. Yeah, I do. Um, patient with how long it takes, and if and if and if I'm experiencing some some. Um, some spiritual malady I have about something going on at work, um, and I and I think I should not be struggling with this thing. I I, I wish I were I wish I were different here. Um, uh, you know, to me, I, I'm wanting to say if, what worked most recently, and again, it's like I'm a newcomer. Uh, to, to get the pen and paper out every single day and focus on what's going on at work and, and get on the phone with someone that you really, that really works for you uh, and try to uh, uh, get down to the core belief stuff on what's going on with work, what it's supposed to be like and what God's vision is for you at work. And, and again, if our, and if we're being agnostic, that, that whole, that whole question of what's God's vision for me is going to, uh, maybe cause me to bristle because I'm I'm not there. You know I just hate that person or I'm pissed. I, I'm I'm angry. I'm resentful. They're denying me something and it's supposed to be better or whatever. 
what what are my beliefs here? And then again, it would be in that trying to exercise the core belief from from this particular area one each day, one day at a time. And it it's taken me about three months to to you know for this hairball idea to come along. Um, and I've done this before, and it, it, it just takes time. Um, I, 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 you know, I, 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 uh, I hope it works for you. Yeah, but again, that's that's gonna that's gonna probably be exercise through some through some uh, it, it's the patience and patience for what? How about patience? I want to be patient with myself. You know, can I just give myself time to struggle? Can I allow myself to struggle here and try to identify with the struggle instead of being disappointed with the fact that I'm struggling? Can I be patient with the fact that I'm growing here? I don't know where I'm growing, but I'm, can I be patient with myself? And that's some, there's some self-love in that, isn't it? You know, can I give myself a break? You know, I don't know if I'm supposed to work here. I don't know if I'm supposed to get a raise. I don't know if I'm supposed to get a promotion. You know, I don't know if I'm supposed to have the 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 the, the poor account. You know, can I can I look at this different? Am I suffering here? You know, some of these questions come up, and for me, it's dialoguing with someone about these things that, that kind of helps draw out what I really believe about the experience, what I'm what I'm attached to. What do I believe it's supposed to be like? Um, hope that helps. Thanks, Karen. Veronica B. Star one to unmute. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for your share and I loved your vulnerability and your honesty, really. Um you had mentioned that you were uh, afraid of God and in relating to uh, your son and all the changes, um, um, how, what kind of actions have you practiced that have helped you with being okay with uh, change? Uh, being okay, uh, accepting your son for for who he is. Like, how how were you okay not being right? Because maybe you, I know I think I'm right, and people should do as I do. But how how did you you know leap from being in fear of the change or your son? How did you make that leap to being okay and trusting? Uh, any specific actions that you can share? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Actions, uh, I, you know, it's not, I don't think it was a, a particular package of actions that I took um, because what we're talking about is, is growing spiritually, you know, with, with, with this idea of, you know, what was going on with my son. And, and, they, and it was experiential. You know, it, it happened slowly over time. You know the, the, the promises here that you know sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, and 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 not so much of a leap. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I'm a I'm a stepping stone guy. Uh, you know, and there are millions of stepping stones. Uh, maybe an infinite number of them, but but we're, we're on stepping stones, and experientially we we pick up 
wisdom and how to sh- how to respond. We, we we pick up we pick up the ability to discern what am I to contribute here. Um, and, and again, the idea the idea of uh, setting aside my fear of God. It's not a leap. It it, it takes time. It takes time. Sometimes I, you know, and again, with this one example of my son, and I talked about this once before on the screen line about my son. I, you know, when I, at one phase I had to, and still, I sometimes I don't call him. Sometimes I don't talk to this person that, that that's triggering. I just don't talk to them because I haven't taken a leap. I'm still, I may have fallen down in the puddle between a few stepping stones. <laughs> I'm kind of all tangled up in it. You know, I'm just not being right, <laughs> you know, and I don't like it. I want to be right. You know, I want them to do my way, and that's my will. Again, there's that, there's no God in that. My willfulness, I can recognize it. Ugh, dang it. I want to be right. What's the prayer, the St. Francis prayer? You know, I, I seek to be under, to to, uh, to to understand better to be to be to understand than to to be understood you know you know making a conduit of peace and and then and being able to uh, transmit that kind of energy or, or experience that kind of neutrality in our relationships it, it's um, it's a huge huge gift you know? And again, we're not taking a big leap, and then we arise on this this new level and stay there. Uh, you know, weather keeps happening. You know, the clouds come, the sun shines. The clouds come, the sun shines. And um, I hope that helps. Thanks, Veronica. Who else has a question for Adam this morning? Star one to unmute. Need your name, including the first letter of your last name. Danielle J. Danielle J. Okay. I heard a voice, but it was very faint. Sarah R. from New York. Sarah R. Ann R. from California. Ann. Patty K. Rowena K. from United Kingdom. Gotcha, Rowena. Patty K. Patty K. Murray C. Murray C. Anyone else? Star one ten mute. Okay, let's go with this group. Danielle J., your turn. Hi, Danielle. Um, uh, from uh, Bellevue, Washington. Thank you so much, Leigh Thank you so much, Adam, as others have said, for your transparency. Um, and I just had a recent um, a situation with my daughter. My, I have two questions, if it's, you know, whichever one you feel like answering. The first is... Um, were you able to keep it together and first do no harm with your son um, while, you know, engaging with him? Um, and did he ever really 
have to know exactly how you felt. Um, and then also, how did you have that not affect your food? Did you do a lot of 10 steps? So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, with the, was I able to keep it together and do no harm with my son? Uh, the timing of my, how my story unfolded, my spiritual growth path, uh, the chapters, you know, as we, as we, as we months and years go by, that I harmed my son emotionally when he was uh, adolescent. You know, I was, I was just horrible. Um, uh, so I had those experiences too uh, that I certainly didn't wish to, to repeat. And, and I did inventory work and step work around it. And, and there were some amends. Uh, there are some, there are amends. I make amends. You know, I, I live differently as a father you know, one day at a time. Um, you know, it would be easy for me to jump on the phone. The old, the old behavior would be to, to, get, to get on the phone and give my son a, a, a bunch of um, um, pontificate a bunch of stuff about what he's doing is wrong, uh, and that that's that's not love. It's I'm, I'm not keeping it together at all. I'm just harming him. Um, you know, so again, uh, it's been it's been years. You know, I could see that I how, what harm looked like with him. So it wasn't like his recent spiritual path was was, was like the first time I I, I uh, had to choose. Um, and I think you asked about food, uh, mental obsession. Uh, had been a, there was a lot of mental obsession for me with food. Uh, uh, periodically throughout this whole year since we moved here, not so much in the beginning, but probably for the last 10 to 12 months, I've, uh, it's, 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 it's back to neutrality. It's been about two months for neutrality, but a lot of mental obsession with my plan. Um, and, I've, and I've done a lot of work with my sponsor on that. Uh, not a lot of work on it, but a lot of, a lot of work with the groups uh, that I attend and and uh, and uh, thank God I, I'm just lucky. Um, I'm just lucky, and that's really uh, that was really challenging. I mentioned this fundamentalist um, thing. Uh, you know, if we're restless, irritable, discontent, it's not a matter of when we reach for the food. Uh, or not if we reach for the food, it's simply a matter of when. You know, when am I going to take that first compulsive drink? When am I going to take that first compulsive bite? You know, if I'm not spiritually fit, it's only a matter of time. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just really, uh, I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, uh, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm just so grateful because uh, I didn't go off the rails and into a relapse. Um, and that work continues. I'm ch- I've, ch- I've, I've changed my meal plan. Um, being a, a, the fundamentalist in the very beginning for me, I, I would talk this talk a lot about being a clerk in the warehouse, and I think it's... <laughs> I think for me, my brand of sobriety, preaching that is, I think is so powerful. And, and, but I've changed. And I think it's still powerful. 
and yet I've changed. You know, my I live in a different setting, uh, and I and I live with someone now, and and with, everything's changing. I buy food from a different place. I'm eating different food. I'm in a, again this transformation continues. And again, I I look at me preaching clerk in the warehouse as the fundamentalist, which is good and appropriate. But I'm also becoming more open to God's, God-provided abstinence and less on me managing uh, this meal plan. Uh, It's tricky, mysterious stuff. Uh, Again, I have a hard time articulating some of the experiences I'm having in my heart with food, neutrality, others. Uh, But anyway, I hope that helps. Thank you, Danielle J. Sarah R., your turn. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Yes. Um, Hi, everyone. Good morning. Um, Thank you so much to the speaker. Thank you so much for your openness and honesty. And, you know, as everyone's asking their questions, you know, you were kind enough to share um, your experience. Um, now, I, I my question to you is, especially, you know, based on the last share, you, you mentioned, you know, exactly what you did during, you know, when times are hard. My question is, what could you recommend to the newcomer or someone who's like on the other end of a severe relapse who is is struggling to, to get back into it, you know, to get over the mental obsession um, to get over, you know, you, you mentioned hysteria. So, you know, I, I guess I'll use that term also. But, you know, someone who's done it and then, you know, stepped out of it and now during these turbulent times, political pandemic, like everything under the sun, someone who already knows things but is coming in now and is trying to jump back into it with all the knowledge they already know so that they could kind of, talk themselves out of it. I don't know if my question makes sense. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, sounds like you're doing it. You know, the, what, what do we do? How do we, how do we navigate uh, a return? Uh, uh, what do we do? And again, I, I don't, I haven't had that experience yet today. Um, but my suggestion would be what you just did. Uh, and it's so simple. And, and again, you already know this, but I'm going to say it. I'll encourage you, encourage us, myself included. We keep coming back. That's not the miracle. That's not the recovery. That's not the steps. But we keep coming back to it. We come back to the solution. We keep coming back to the table. You know, not the table for another plate of food, but we keep coming back to this table. Isn't it? Isn't it different that we're not in face-to-face meetings again? You know, we can come back to this table and 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 try to set aside what we think we know. You know, if it's if it's sobriety you're looking for, the fundamentals. You know, and and again, are you willing? You know, and and again, the answer doesn't have to be no. Or I'm sorry, the answer doesn't have to be yes. You may be unwilling, but if you're here now, keep coming. Just keep coming. 
um, you know, the, the, you know, you'll you'll see. But but your answer is right there, and you're showing up and asking me a simple question like that, putting out what your experience is. Keep doing that every day. Go to a meeting every day, three times a day, ten times a day. If you're really wanting to get out of it and then have a transformation, a shift, you know, just really ninety and ninety. You know, that kind of mentality, hair on fire. And if you're not willing to do that, don't. You know, don't. You know, again, God, where's, you know, if you know a lot, if we know a lot, where's God in this? I'm struggling. You know, keep keep at it. Because I, I encourage you to keep at it. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for, thank you for showing up. Thanks. Thank you, Sarah R. Anne R. Your turn. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Thank you all for uh, being here. My name is Anne R. I am a compulsive overeater, struggling, chronic relapser. Okay. So here we go. The question has to do with my struggle with trusting God. I just don't. And I'll give you reasons why. Uh, they included suicides. They included death. And I know that I must get across this bridge and find a way to trust God because I'm dead in the water without it. So my face is up against the wall of I don't trust God and my life depends on I must find a way. So my question is, how do I do that? So uh, I don't have experience with suicide. I do have experience with death. Uh, so uh, again, for me, uh, the how do I do that? It's going to be find someone who has the experience with what I'm looking at. I don't trust God because of people die and I don't think they should or people I, I'm dying I, I don't think I should I don't have that experience <laughs> I guess I am but uh, I'm not feeling it so much feeling, feeling perfectly alive anyway this 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 this, this serious issue uh, for me and in, in learning about God's will the people die you know people people die it, it's actually what's the truth of 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 this of the situation here? People die. Um, what of that am I am I not uh, am I in conflict with? Uh, what what do I find there that that's uh, objectionable? In God's world, people die. Do I am I angry at God because people die? Well. Again, I, I have to bring it down to like a remedial level. Things die. You know, look out in the yard. All the stuff last year, most of it's brown and laying on the ground. And I have to I have to really kind of boil it down to the basics, and and then think about you know what's God's God's part here uh, in my heart. Am I what am I not willing to accept about the reality of death and suicide? Um, but again, I don't have the experience with suicide. Um, 
it's it's going to be a it's going to be a process that that I would have to undertake with with my experience with death. Death. It was an experience I processed with a lot of people over time. Yeah. My son's mother got got uh, sick and and died a year, one year of a, a cancer diagnosis and a and a horribly invasive surgery, and she was gone. You know, and I was like, what the hell is the meaning and purpose of all this? You know, this doesn't seem very benevolent. I have a hard time saying that word, benevolent. I want to say malevolent. You know, she died. And the boy needs his mother. What the hell? And, uh, you know, what the heck? And 21 years ago when I read the big book, it just seemed like a, it just everything added up to futility. You know, uh and that and that's that, that that I was so desperate spiritually to get answers and it and it actually brought me here. I'm dying. I'm dying I'm dead inside spiritually. I don't trust God. You know. Anyway, that's 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 such a that's such a big a big issue we deal with. And I have a lot of hope for you that you that you find some clarity here. Um but uh, again, I think that I think what you just did, the same thing that I said to the, the previous questioner, is uh, saying it out loud is is magic. You know, you can surround yourself with people who can who can share with you their experience to perhaps gain some insights here. And maybe again, if you're dealing with something that's that's, that's part of the process, it's going to take time. If if you're grieving death and suicide, you know, can you give yourself the time to heal? And to live with this new, this new, your life in this new construct. Can I give myself the time? And I would just encourage you to say, let's let's try yes. You know, give yourself the time to 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 grow in this area of trusting God. It's taken me. You know, I mentioned 21 years ago I read the Big Book. Well, I've been on the planet for 56 years. You know. When are we supposed to, when's the light bulb, the God light bulb supposed to turn on inside of us? 11, 12, 13? I have no idea. But I'm still, I'm still working at trusting God one day at a time. And I, and I have a lot of hope for you. Thank you. Thanks very much, Ann R. Rowena K. Rowena, Star Hi, Rowena. Yeah. Gotcha. Hi there. Hello. Thank you. Um, hi, Adam. Um, thank you so much for what you shared about hysteria, because I live in hysteria a lot of the time. And I was just wondering if um, you could tell me what you do. Like, say you develop a burning resentment against, say, either something political or a friend, a neighbor, and you wake up with it and it's all you're thinking about. What do you do? What's you know the process for that. How how do I get out of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, so we choose hysteria. You and I may habitually choose hysteria. Uh, and again, our resentments aren't just resentments; they're burning resentments. That's another choice we make. We order burning resentments, not just you know resentment. Um, we we have a again. Forgive me for saying we. Strict throwing you in this, but I I have a propensity for drama, and so I choose hysteria. 
I have a five. I'm I'm I have, I'm I'm just like that. I'm a I'm a crazy, wild, highly charged, hysterical guy when I'm in it. When I'm off the rails, I I I have a come apart. And again, I'm <laughs> I want to say I'm all, I'm all better now, but, you know, and I, and I do. I I really feel good today, and things are things are going well. But again, I I do like to to bring out my my crazy and share about the crazy. Um, but choose hysteria. Go ahead, Rowena. Be crazy. Be be hysterical. Don't have resentments. Have burning resentments. You know, but then again, do we have an awareness? Do we have an understanding? If we inventory this, our behavior, how we show up in these resentments, oh, my neighbor, I'm just going to, oh, I hate them. Can we see it? You know, the, the, what's the definition of abstinence in OA? I know this is the big book study, but it's the action of refraining from compulsive uh, food behaviors and compulsive eating. The action of refraining from compulsive eating. Compulsive. The action of refraining from compulsively choosing hysteria. Can I set this aside? Can I abstain from responding hysterically? I have a resentment. You know, like an ember in a fire. Can I just observe this resentment? And instead of fueling it, can I pause here? And with practice, can I laugh about it in time? Can I really get an understanding of, you know, the, the, the fragility of this little child that lives inside of me, you know, that wants to throw a tantrum, you know, and, 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 and you know, again, can I be restored to sanity? You know, that, that's that inner, that inner work, that God work. Yeah. I hope that helps. Thank you, Rowena. Patty Thanks K. So Patty K. Your turn. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Patty K. Adam, thank you. I recall hearing you speak a long time ago. I've always wanted to be a long-haul trucker, part of my escapism. Um, <laughs> so I, I remember uh, I got to uh, deliver seasonally for, for UPS this Christmas, so I finally got that out of my system. And um, that whole delivery um, um, escape, I don't know, whatever. So really heard a lot of humility from you this morning. Um, I don't think I have a question, but I have to hear myself say a few things that came up. Um, So many ironies in this program. Um, One of them is hysteria slash reaction. Just the other. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you have to say, but this is a time for questions. Oh, questions. Might have a question. No, thanks. Thank you very much, thanks, Adam, Patty. for your humility. Okay. Thank you so much, Patty. Appreciate that. All right. Murray C. Star One to unmute. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Hi, this is Murray C. from uh, Michigan and Ohio. Hey, Murray. 
Thank you so much for your sharing. I'd like to know more about you. Uh, and I, I've gotten pieces of it, but could you give, give us a, a, a biography of yourself and what was your peak weight? What is it now? I'm ex- I'm 91, and I'm experiencing long-term 110-pound weight loss from my peak, but I'm still still a compulsive overeater. So could you tell us, just give us a... a a biography of yourself, please. Yeah, thanks, Murray. I uh, have I came to my first OA meeting in January of 2013. Uh, my peak weight was 265. Uh, I currently weigh 167. Uh, so my my it's about 100 pounds. Um, yeah, does that answer your question? And and you said your wife died. Uh, it was my son's mother uh, had passed away, and uh, let's see. As far as a, a bi- more of a bi- biographical uh, profile with that, uh, why did I come into recovery? That woman uh, that was my son's mother uh, 21 years ago, uh, our marriage ended. Um, and I entered a 12-step program, uh, and, and that's how the, I, the big book was presented to me uh, then. And uh, my, my son's mother, again, uh, uh, we divorced, uh, you know, family disease. Uh, we divorced, and 13 years later, when I came to OA, she had, she was, she had, she had passed away. We were divorced. Uh, but the the effect of her death um, was just big on me. I, I just was so grieved, uh, and and uh, and I was in and I was in the food, uh, insanely in the food, um, and you know one of us. You know I was I was in my cups. I love the language in the big book. Uh, alcoholic in, in his cups. I was a, I was I was an unlovely creature, uh, killing myself in my basement with pizza, popcorn, and ice cream. Um, so uh, uh, again, what gets us to our meeting? What brings us to OA? What brings us into into recovery? Um, you know these these kinds of things. Uh, seeking God. You know, seeking, growing, growing how spiritually. Um, uh, anyway, not so much biography, but just a little more thoughts there. Thanks, Murray. Well, thank you so much for sharing yourself today, and for helping all of us. And thank you, Leah. My pleasure. Thank you, Murray. Thanks to everybody who posed questions this morning. Of course. Thank you so much, Adam. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. Thank you for your profound and thought-provoking share this morning. Your transparency and vulnerability are indeed touching and greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Once again, the share ID for today, 16,305. That's 16305. And we're going to close from page 164 in a chapter entitled 
a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.